Welcome to another podcast. This is Chris Dale from BeatDiabetesBlog.com. Right now I'm out here on the trails doing a little hiking, looking to see what I can actually do on a dry fast. I've dry fasted for about 17 hours so far. No water, no liquid, no tea, nothing, and no food since last night. I want to see how my body can actually act. Now, I was in a business meeting. We were discussing lots of concepts and ideas. It demanded that I be creative. I was able to hang in there pretty well. And you'd see that you do get an enhanced mental capacity when you're fasting. Sometimes you feel like the headache might be coming on, but your brain does tap into that ketone energy. And that's what I found, is that if you can keep yourself fat adapted, whether you're in full ketosis or just at the minimal level, your body will start pulling in those ketones and start using them to give you better energy. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about dry fasting. When I'm talking about dry fasting, you definitely need to consult your doctor if you're gonna try such a therapy. You may have some medications that you wanna regulate. You may not be in the best physical shape to do dry fasting. For example, if you're extra lean and you're an athlete and you have very little body fat to burn, such as maybe you're an 8% body fat type, maybe you don't need to do an extra fasting. Maybe you shouldn't be doing dry fasting. You definitely need to be at advanced stage. However, if you do have some weight to burn, extra 15, 20, 30 pounds, you're gonna be fine. But I wouldn't go straight into dry fasting without having done some kind of water fasting or some kind of intermittent fasting, at least have been on a low carb diet so that you can adapt. Otherwise, the hunger pains will be there. It will be hard and your success rate will go down. You need to work up to it, in other words. Now for myself, I've done OMAD a couple of times, three days. That's uh, eating one meal a day, pretty much on a 22 hours a day without eating. And then you just eat your last meal in about one to two hours. You can parse it out. I actually do a mini meal of, of uh, you know, one little mini meal. And then 30 minutes later, the second mini meal, I'll finish up with my bigger meal that gets most of my calories in there. And then that's it for the day. I can continue to drink water, alter the day, have a little bit of tea, which is low calorie. And we're talking about tea that has nothing in it, no sweeteners, uh, just with a lemon and lemon juice isn't enough to throw you out of ketosis. So when we're talking about going full in with the dry fast, you should be stabilized. And your, your body should actually tap into the water that's actually trapped in your cells. So you cannot go longer than three days without being dehydrated. And that's what the medical science will put out there. However, it's not well documented. So if you do have lots of stores of water in your fat, Remember your cells, they're like hydrated cells. So if you are hydrated already, you're gonna lose a lot of water weight and your body's gonna recycle that energy that it needs. It's gonna use water. It's gonna tap into some of that protein. Obviously, it's gonna tap into some of that fat. So extended water fast and extended dry fasting can be done. 
you know, if you're going seven days dry fasted, that's a big goal. You definitely need to be watching yourself after two, three days and in the fast if necessary, because you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to feel woozy and then have nobody to watch out for you. So if you got to end it early, hey, that's fine. This is the fastest fat burning tool that we have known to, to man. The fastest disease curing modality that we know to man in the human body. Jesus fasted, we all know it. It can be done in the human body when the will is strong and when the mind is able to follow through with the physical fat adaptation, you will be able to succeed on this diet. It's really not a diet, it's really no diet, it's not eating. It can be done in the body. The hormones are gonna actually balance themselves. You see a lot of growth hormone kick in and start activating again, where the only thing that was working before was the master hormone of insulin, which just stores fat. Well, now you're using all the hormones that use energy, that utilize it. We've got glucagon, we've got ghrelin, we've got insulin-like growth factor, right? Your liver is not gonna let you down unless you have severe cirrhosis liver disease. You should be able to do this. And the liver is a strong organ. It'll continue to function normally, even up to 90% damaged. So if you're not past that 90%, your liver is gonna survive. It's actually gonna help you and you're gonna be just fine. Stay strong when you're fasting, all right? Let a, let a headache come, let a headache go. Make sure you're, you've got electrolytes. Electrolytes will keep you stable. And we're talking about electrolytes through the minerals. Potassium chloride, sodium chloride. We're talking about sea salt. Use a little bit of apple cider vinegar. And then use good water. I'm not talking tap water. We're talking about something that's slightly more alkaline, over seven, over 7.0 alkalinity. That's what's gonna save you. That's what's gonna make you strong. All right, I just wanted to finish up. I'm gonna walk about 30 minutes, see how my body does with the dry fasting. First day, I may go a full 24 hours, but most likely I will eat at four o'clock. That's my normal time and complete an 18 hour dry fast. Looking forward to a 24 and a 36 and then on to extended fast. If you are curious about fasting, dry fasting, please put a comment below. Let's get, a, let's get more information and talk about these modalities and how they can help us. If you like this podcast, please leave a message so that we can get some good feedback and make better shows in the future. This has been Chris Dale from Beat Diabetes Blog. Keep fasting.